I'd like a like a phone case that had like the, the transparent background pattern on it. That'd be pretty oh, funny. That would be, that or like would a mug that's just that because you'd put it on a desk oh, and it would shit. probably like you know when you see that like uh that Vanta black paint or whatever. Oh, I, that stuff's trippy. Right, where it just looks like you've actually photoshopped like a two D object out of a picture, out of like a three D space. Yeah, it doesn't look natural. So I feel like that's what it'd be like. If you had like a mug or something on your desk with the just just the transparent, <laughs> it would look like you've like selected it and then moved it away or something like that. Oh, I like that. Like, it really messes with your like depth perception. It's just it's great stuff to have around an office. Yeah, it really is. It's a conversation starter. Number one it's fun number two it's repping the brand which is important imagine like get a sponsor imagine like you know in the future we have like a studio space and there's like a corner of the studio that's like you know like the designer like mood board room yeah that you'd like go sit in so you get into like the the mind space of like you know the person you're designing for whatever it's just like an area but it's like you know there's like a chair a table you know like a coffee mug like a you know a painting on the wall light fixtures but everything the floor the walls everything is just like the transparent pattern (laughs) so you sit there and you just kind of like lose your mind because you're just like floating in like a transparent background space i like that that's good probably do more harm actually probably like it probably probably fuck fuck with you yeah 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 maybe not but that would be a funny like prank or something you're just like you just like cover someone's chair in that or something like that oh man i like this i like this that'd be cool there's like random things around the studio it's just like transparent background texture i feel like you'd you'd get a migraine look the instant you walk into a room (laughs) like that you'd look around and just instantly have a migraine yeah yeah it probably which is probably not ideal probably not no but it'd be funny but i like i like that how did that it's been years of using adobe never knew that they had merch like that yeah because we've always talked about like oh it'd be cool if you had like a a hoodie or something yeah and then it turns out they do turns out they do we're just ignorant and never looked yeah interesting i kind of just assumed that they wouldn't be the type of people to do that but i guess i'm wrong yeah i feel like a lot more places do than we realize i think they're just being more self-aware they realize like how popular they are and it's it's almost a joke in a way. Or I wonder if like they saw like on Redbubble and other sites people making them and like unlicensed products mm. being sold, and they're like, "Oh, there's an interest in this. Okay, let's just do it and then reap the rewards." You do on it, and you price it at you price it the same because it's really not that expensive to do merch. You're probably coming out. People yeah. would. I would. I would rather pay. $12 to Adobe for an authentic thing than $9 to someone on Etsy or Redbubble for a knockoff, basically, which is what it is. If it's be. that close, yeah, probably. Yeah. If it was double the price, I would have to think a bit longer on it. If it was triple the price, I wouldn't be buying it anyways. Yeah. That's me. But 
who knows that's yeah. a that's a strange thing i'd like to do another piece of merch at some point this year i've just got to mm. figure out what it is mm. i want to do it before like before i go away so i have like some t-shirts to wear with me right i don't anticipate that's going to happen um from a a a timeline perspective b a cost perspective but hey one can dream yeah um yeah, don't really know where I was going with that thought, but that's kind of the extent of it. Mm-hmm. You did send me a video, and we were going to start the thing with this, and we got sidetracked. Yeah, sidetracked. Yeah. Um, you sent me a video about does it like the was it design trends for twenty three or twenty twenty four? Uh for twenty twenty four, I believe twenty twenty four. Yeah, and a few of them like confused me. Good, right, and proper. Yeah. Um. A few of them I I thought, okay, that makes sense. I can see that. Um, where is it? I, I have it pulled up here as well. Oh, do you? Yeah. I have you noticed, but the, the YouTube channel, the guy that did it, his name is Some Gray Things, which oh. is sick. I like that name. It's very me. I think we'd get along because he named himself Some Gray Things. I love gray. And then mm-hmm. in the one shot I'm looking at where he's on his iPad, uh, off to the left is a mouse, and it's the Microsoft like modern mouse that I used to have and use. Oh, I like that mouse. So, uh, you know, don't want to say I was ahead of the curve on that one, but I noticed it was good design, <laughs> but... and I used it. Until it didn't work. <laughs> Until SolidWorks ruined the, the scroll wheel click. And then it yeah. and then it didn't really work anymore. Yeah. And then like, and I I took a step back. This is a brief uh, tangent before we get into the trends thing. I took a step back and looked at my mouse the other day because I've got the MX Master 2S. Yeah. I don't know if you can see it, but yeah, like I've it's worn. It's worn. There's right in between the scroll wheel and that little middle button. There used to be like a pretty well defined ridge from just a styling perspective yeah and even on the the inside lip there's that you can kind of see the triangular pattern yeah it's like a low poly kind of pattern yeah when it gets closer to where the thumb like my thumb sits yeah this shit's almost just (laughs) smooth baby butt smooth like there's nothing left i mean and it's impressive that it's got to that point and still works though it's six years old wow now It'll be or it'll be six years old in July, so mm. five and a half ish. That's not bad though. That's not bad. No, it's. I'm surprised it's still working. If anything, I didn't think it was going to be making it. Yeah, as long as it did, but that's impressive. I I shan't. Be I think it's another. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's rare now to see like products that get to that point of wear and still are like functioning though, because usually they break before that wear. Oh, dude, my beats are being held together with fucking duct yeah. tape right now. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you can see that. Do the beats, this, they're good. This cup just, just, it, it's just falling nothing. apart. They're good, but like they don't last very long. God, no. God, no. These things lasted in good condition for like two years. And since yeah. then, it's just been a slow descent. Yeah. I'm just waiting to, uh, think Fuck, I the headphones I'm wearing this. right now are like in better shape than those. And, and these are probably at least 10 years old now. Wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's impressive. I had these in like, actually not 10 years. Not far off. Eight years, maybe? 
eight wow. years, I think. Yeah. And they're still fine. I mean, the noise canceling doesn't work on them, but other than that. Yeah. They, they sit on your ears. This one just yeah. flops. <laughs> There's like the joint is just broken. Yeah, it's just exposed foam. Yeah. It's nice. Not comfortable. This side still works, mm. but I've decided I'm going to, at least for the sake of going on an airplane, I'm going to get a pair, but I'll get it from Costco in case I'm not super keen on them like long term. Yeah. And I, and I can, return them if i, I know the the, the like I need to the new sony's that i have now because they're like a couple years old sometimes when mm. a sale goes on they're pretty good price yeah but you have the the it's a bunch of numbers and letters uh yeah the four. xm4 i think i have yeah yeah i was looking at those is has the xm5s which are cool but they they definitely went to go more for like a airpods max Oh, didn't they? Uh, look, like the styling is very similar, where it's like a like a uh, thin, like, um, it's like a band, like not yeah, even a band, like a tube, like a thin rod, right? yeah, that holds like the ear wow. cup, yeah. They they tried to copy that, um, but a lot of people say that the fours were better; they're a bit more robust. The fives I've apparently have a little bit of problems that. with the uh, with that band, it being a bit like mm. loose and stuff like that. Um, interesting and like mm. bending a little bit depending on like your head size and how much you like flex it but mine mm. i mean mine are still perfect no problems and they you sound have, great you got those and you got those in like what 2020 <sighs> um yeah i think so actually yeah probably because yeah. I, I remember when you bought them because you got them for black friday i think yeah i did yeah yeah because it was a really good deal yeah i just i do not these will not work on an airplane. Like there's there's no noise no. canceling to yeah. them at all at this rate. And my sister has the AirPods Max, like the big ones. Mm. And she's had them for like a half year now. And I said, like after after six months, how are they holding up? And she's like, they still sound good, but they're just, they're not worth the $700, yeah. $800 that they cost. Like, yeah. Fair. Was that that just seems ridiculous? It's ridiculous when you go to that price range. You're looking at like, like production quality headphones, almost like more than yeah. more than the average person needs. Yeah, except the quality isn't that it. good. I just don't want to. I want to have noise canceling for a 24 hour plane ride. That's all. Yeah. yeah, even like Bose sell some like cheaper ones that are like still good. That's true. Yeah, as well. Bose is a good brand too. I've looked yeah. at some of the Audio Technica ones, but they're bigger and bulkier. Like I don't want it to take up yeah. a lot of space. That's Bose has some like, um, ones for around like, like one seventy and under. Hmm. That like the quality That's apparently really is good. good, but like, like the audio quality is good. But I pick them up and they feel. They feel cheap, uh, to be fair. They feel kind of thin yeah. plastic. They're not like like my Sony's. Like when you feel, they feel like um, they almost feel like heavy, like they're metal, but they're not. Yeah. And then they have that kind of like um, like soft, almost rubber kind of coating plastic, where it, like it feels more premium, right? It doesn't. Like it's not that. shiny. It's not like thin. It feels solid. Mm-hmm. It feels like heavy, and it it's like feels premium, right? I mean, it should be those, those things full price were like five fifty, right? But I, I got them on Black Friday when it was like they were four hundred, I think. It's one hundred and fifty oh, wow. off. Yeah. Damn, that is good. Yeah. 
they were on sale. The fives, I was looking at them back on Black Friday. And I think they were like 150 or 200 off. Yeah. I thought about it. I really did. Yeah, that's not a bad uh, price. That's not a bad sale. I don't need it. But see, the thing is with Costco, if I buy it at Costco, I can return it. Mm. Yeah, that's a good safety my, net. My challenge is that, is that if, if I fall in love with it, I'm not going to want to return it. Then you'll end up with a good pair of headphones. <laughs> <laughs> end up with a good pair of headphones. That you're happy that's with. Not the worst, that's not the worst, not thing, the worst in the thing in the world. Yeah. No. Um, so these design these design trends. Yeah, I found it. I just got um, suggested on on uh, YouTube, which was nice. Um, it was cool. It was interesting because this guy broke it down into uh, I think form trends, and he had three form trends, three detail trend trends, and then three finish trends. Interesting. Um, and kind of like went over some examples of each thing mm-hmm. uh, the, the the top comment on the video because when when you were telling me you saw it and stuff and I was like oh have you ever heard of this company before called Teenage Engineering mm-hmm. um, the top com- comment on this YouTube video is literally like okay so everything's teenage ever- engineering because that's yeah. kind of like the trendy thing now for like product design that I've seen. Interesting. And that it mimics it. Uh, that everything is mimicking teenage engineering. Like they are like the new thing. And the way I described to you was like kind of like further evolved, more tech focused, like Dieter Rom's Braun era. Right. Because a lot of their stuff, it's very minimal, very Dieter Rom's Braun esque. They even do the classic combo where a lot of their stuff is like white or like silver, like aluminum. And then they have like an orange accent. Fuck their website's nice. Their website's really nice too. Yeah. Their stuff is really cool. Um, Very expensive. I think they got very expensive. They got like keyboards and some like kind of tech, you know, boards of some kind. I don't know exactly what they're for. I'm in trouble. Yeah. Their stuff's really sick, right? But when you look at... um, their stuff and you think of that video it's basically like they kind of touch on all of those things mm-hmm. that's why this new trends thing is basically just them <laughs> in a way um it really is hey eh? yeah but it's also just kind of like the modern way like design's going right now right yep so sky bro- bro- broke down like the first he did were like the form trends right and mm-hmm. the first one which was fun which is the the sausage forms love that uh, it's just you know the big round sausage shape forms, and he had the example of a lot of, like chairs and stuff, um, mm-hmm. which I've seen lots of that pop up. You know, yeah. it's getting more popular. And then he had uh, the second one was folding folding surfaces, which I've seen a lot of, especially like stools and like uh, shelves and. Mm-hmm. You know, little side tables. I've seen a lot of like folded surfaces. Um, third one is uh, lattice frame. Hmm. Just a lot of repeated, like you know. And that one surprised me because I feel like I've se- I've seen that in maybe it's more in like the consumer tech side of things with like yeah the patterns on hard drives and stuff like that. That and it reminds me like as I'm watching this video now like. 
yeah, an example of like a chair. And it was like a basic chair, but like the the back and the seating is like just ribs, right? And it's hollow in between. Mm-hmm. And I think someone in the comments said like, oh, this should just be called, be called the, the heat sink chair. Because basically, cause it kind of mimics <laughs> that, right? It's like, it, it looks like a exactly heat sink, what it is. which is like, which is, which is tech, right? Like it's technology. Yeah, so it kind of mimics thing. like, yeah, we're like, almost like the form is, you know, imitating the function a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, we're taking something and it's actually got a functional reason to be the way it is. Yeah. And now like, you know, extrapolating that and be like, oh, this also works for form. Like having repetition. Um, True. And then move on to the, the details. Yeah, DBoss logo. I feel like that's just Which, a basic one in general. Yeah, I, that was the one that surprised me actually because I was like, hey, that kind of just seems like a, a regular thing. I mean, I mean, it's a 50-50, right? You either have M- M- embossed or debossed logos. Or just flat, I suppose. Or or a graphic. Like an Apple f- logo. Or like an Apple logo. When I think of like embossed, I think like, like Yetis like that, right? Or at yeah, least on like the... The, the thermos are, yeah yeah like my waterball one isn't i think it's just printed but or whatever um but the deboss i feel like i've seen it on a lot of tech products recently a lot of products that are made out of that kind of rubber finished plastic interesting hmm. just always have this deboss logo i don't know what it is just like a i don't know maybe it's almost a byproduct of how the thing is manufactured like it's a lot easier for them to deboss a logo than emboss a logo. Yeah, probably. I'm sure that has something to do with it. You get like the rounded, the little round corners on it when you're stamping it or whatever yeah. you're doing with it. It has a nice look. Um, I'd like to deboss a Kangasaur. That would be cool. That would be pretty sick. Uh, the second one was big circles, which I have. That's probably the most common one I've seen now, other than like it's sausage forms. It's just just products using big circles or just like circles a lot for things um he has a few examples where it's like perforated panels of some kind i mean that's not new but Mm -hmm. the ones like um like a lot of people have like those like uh like boards and stuff for like controlling where it's like programmable buttons for things and stuff like that a lot of them are just like big like rubber circles yeah um a lot of them are like that. The third Mixing pads and stuff. Yeah, exactly. The third one, which I was like, okay, is a is is Boolean cylinders. Yeah, um, that one. I was just like, I, I don't know about that. I saw that and I was just sure. like, okay, yeah, but that's just like, is that new? I mean, I guess it's not. He's not saying it's new, but it's like trend for twenty twenty four. I guess. But like that one, I was just like, okay, I guess cylinders. I suppose like it could. I, I I suppose. Um, and then he moved on to the finishes, and the finishes was cool because uh, the the first one was uh, was a color, and I I really like this color. It's grown on me a lot, and I feel like it is like super popular now. It's just sand. Mm, yeah, <laughs> the sand I like, color. I like this one a lot. I like um, this one a lot. Which I guess has has been definitely become popular, and then the classic orange highlights. Which yes. I feel like know. that's always going to be like something that is, I don't know. It always works well. I don't know. It's always going to work. I like, I mean, I'm not like the biggest lover of the color orange. 
whenever I see black, white, gray, and then a splash of orange, I think of Diderams and or like NASA. Mm, yes. Right. Um, I mean, it looks good. I like to see other colors and ac- as accents, but it is funny. This is like the new trendy thing. That's just like every new trendy thing is just something Diderams did like half a century ago. But um, it always comes around. It always comes around. It comes full circle to the man. I do have a theory about why it's orange and not any other color though. Yeah. Go on. Go on. Yellow is too light. Right. It's not easily identifiable for certain people. Right. Red is always seen as a negative thing or like a stop action. Yeah. Or like a very like out there attention grabbing like. You know, when you think of Ferrari, it's like it's the most like fucking in your face color. Yeah. Right. And it's it's not a red lacks the ability to be subtle, I think. Interesting. And this is just going off of a of a of your generic red. This is excluding crimson and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just, just like a generic color theory kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Blue is again, similar thing to the red just automatically associated with different things, but you don't have as much contrast with the blue. Mm. Same thing to be said for purple. It's just not there. And green is typically associated, A, with a good thing, positive, um, people being online, and money. So there's like a financial thing Uh. behind it. But there's no, and depending on the shade, again, but if you're if it's your basic Kelly green, that's indicating that I have to I have to press this button, I have to push that, push that, push that. Um and so that's again another theory. Interesting. If you want to include like pink and brown and stuff, like pink is just pink, brown is brown. Uh, I don't think anyone's intentionally choosing those. But orange is the only one, apart from associating it with like an amber light that's like go slow Mm -hmm. but seems to be the only one that doesn't have a whole bunch of stuff already like a whole bunch of psychological stuff like stop bad go fast associated with it that also doesn't have like other grand things associated with it such as green and money or red and uh violence or anger or something like that um it's kind of the only thing that is a bit more ambiguous, I think, in its usage. And a lot of people use orange. Like a lot of companies have orange as their primary color. Earthscape has it as their like 5% accent color in all mm. their branding collateral. And so we use it in, as like the color of our bullet points. If you have a formal document or a tiny little orange bar to ground a, like a heading. Right. And I think that stuff works. And the reason that it works better than say red or yellow, again, yellow, you're not going to see it. Red is just red is red. Um, green might look like you're trying to indicate something specific, uh, perhaps in like an, in, in an over general way. And again, all the other colors repeat what I just said earlier. So that's my theory why orange is, uh, as ambiguous as it is because it's close enough to red to grab your mm. attention. But it's not quite pale enough that it's a yellow and you can't see it. It translates well 
into a physical product. It catches the light really well. And it contrasts well with black and white. If you're printing on it or if you have like, in the case of like the calculator buttons. Yeah. You can have that as black and that's going to work. You can have it as white. That's going to work. With the, even, I would say that might be one of the only colors you could easily do that with before it Mm. like hard to do that with blue hard to do that with red it's easy to go one or the other like black or white to have that point of contrast but when you go to the opposite like blue and black on each other even if it's your basic shade of like normal royal like car color blue yeah it's probably not you lose the contrast contrast you lose that legibility orange you have that all day long interesting that's my armchair theory no you're definitely right that has been that's (laughs) no that makes sense i think so and actually think of it that way i i was about to say i have to like do some research and see like if this is a reason why you know nasa picked that for like Mm. certain things i don't know if just like obviously like mars mission stuff is always Orange, I don't know if that's just because, like, you know, Mars being, you know, red, orange, so they picked that color to match, but I wonder if, um, because, because, because NASA uses like red and blue, mm-hmm. but they use that like the way you explained it with the color theory of like red, bad, blue, good. Yeah. Uh, or, or red, hot, blue, cold. Yeah, that's exactly like right. they do a lot of stuff on their like suits on a lot of NASA suits, like spacesuits. There's like buttons or valves or something. And one's red, one's blue. So it's because, you know, there's no time to waste. Your life's on the line. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want to do is have to like spend three minutes or even like 10 seconds trying to figure out what's what. Instead, you can just look at it and immediately be like, oh, red. Nope. Blue. That's the one. Mm. But I wonder there's got to be some reasoning behind the orange. I wonder if I could find the uh, OG NASA guidelines, brand guidelines online and see if I could, if they reference like color and why they pick like orange and stuff. I found the colors on like the orange colors for that NASA uses on, there's a Wikipedia page about it. It's called international orange and it's used to like, they use it in the, like the training suits and stuff or like the launch entry suits to allow like e- to easily distinguish things from like the background and stuff. Oh, so you can okay, tell that like, makes sense. is easily to identify, but there's three different shades of international orange that NASA uses. Number one being aerospace international orange, which seems to be used by the plane that, first broke the sound barrier the color of the launch entry suits um probably a bunch of other stuff then there's international orange which is the same color they used on the golden gate bridge oh um and then international orange engineering which is used on the tokyo tower in japan um Fuck, that's and cool. seems like that that's used on the like, you know, the red, white, red, white things at like yeah. airports and stuff like that. Oh. That seems to be this uh, this color here. They've got like federal standards set up for it. Yeah, used by most military contractors and also in, en- in engineering. 
uh, federal standard 595 color number FS12197. Cool. I didn't know that's that. Pretty, that's so cool. That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> that's really cool. I like that a lot. I like how specific it is. I like how they have different versions too for different applications. I also didn't know that the that technically the Golden Gate Bridge is orange. Technically. I mean, it looks like a faded red, but... Yeah, that's International Orange, Golden Gate Bridge. That's cool. There does seem to be a bit more stuff on like why orange is used, but... I'd have to check again, like, see if I could find, like, for Dita Roms, like, why he picked it as well. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, like, the same reasons that you were talking about, because it makes sense. Yeah. Like you said, other colors, either not enough contrast or it's too associated with something else that mm-hmm. would interfere with, like, the idea of the product. Yeah, um I think so. Who knows? That's interesting, though. I guess it makes sense. It's maybe that's a good defense for when you do an orange accent. Someone's like, "Oh, you're just trying to be Dieter Robbins." Like, actually, no. There's a no. There's a color theory, you know, reason behind it. Um, I did my I did my research. And the last uh, finish trend on this YouTube video that you talked about is he called it Space Engineer, which actually kind of goes really well off what we were just talking about. which is, I guess, like a coined phrase to describe this, this, um, the CMF trend, I mm. guess. Uh, yeah. Where you have a lot of like silver and like mm-hmm. dark gray, usually like a, like a brushed aluminum finish or like a satin metal finish, um, or like a white or a black, and then mm. contrasted with like a, or like a white or a silver gray and then contrasted with like black like a gloss black interesting so like i guess obviously the name you know like it says being called space engineer comes from a lot of space nasa stuff yes um aerospace stuff where you've got a lot of time it's you know it's brushed metal or you know Mm -hmm. like a just a bare metal color grays usually like a, a satin finish and then it's got like the contrast of like, and I'm looking at like the example he has a lot of uh, products where you've got a screen, a touch screen or, you know, a, a screen of some kind. So now you've got that contrast with like a gloss black mm-hmm. or like a, or like a black tinted like glass or plastic, but that like gloss black meets like satin, silver, gray, or like a matte white. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's. It's very much a a thesis inspired, or other way around. <laughs> yeah, you would, you would you would take inspiration for your thesis from something like yes, that. absolutely. Because that's it, exactly um, when I was looking for inspiration for not. I mean, I mean that basis. Like, now I think about it's exactly what my thesis looked like. Yeah, it was it was it, it was brushed metal with glass. Yeah, with tinted black tinted glass. Anyway, um, but I was gonna say as well when I was looking for inspiration for like the one auto project, where I was trying to be basically that aesthetic, right, or that kind of uh, futuristic tech take on things, engineering take. But yeah, I thought the video was interesting. I watched. it. I was like, okay, I don't usually watch these videos. Where it's like design Me trends either. for blah blah like 
There was that one. Remember that one graphic design guy who was kind of weird. Is it Jesse Nyberg? Or Jesse like Nyberg. Yeah, he's still weird, but still cool. You he's, can be cool and weird. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. He did a video. Um, I watched that quickly. I have it saved because it's a good reference video where he's talking mm-hmm. about like graphic design trends specifically. Because mm. there's like that's so many different graphic design trends now. And there's quite a few that I'm interested in. Um, but other than that, I don't usually watch those types of videos where it's like design trends for this because it's either very obvious. Yeah. Um, where it's like design trends, you know, new for this year. And it's like something that like if you've done any sort of like design history, it's just been around forever. The uh, it's basically yeah. like design trends for this year and it's just Apple stuff or something like that. Yeah, um, or like Nike or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. I was like, the guy broke down the video pretty well. And as he was going along, he had like a 3D model of a chair. And he by the end of it, he kind of used every trend that he put in the video in that design oh, that's of cool. the chair. So he made like a sausage form chair. And then like he added like, you know, a, he made it like sand color with a D-Boss logo and like <laughs> <laughs> and like all the stuff. Um, But it, I, I like the way he shot the video. I think that was really well done. Yeah, it was nice, kind of like an overhead of like on yeah. the iPad on his desk. You got like your your design desk. With like yeah, which I know he like you. perfectly placed everything to look like it's messy. Oh yeah, <laughs> but everything staged is like perfectly placed. Yeah, everything staged. Everything um, staged. But yeah, it looked nice, and it was it was nice watching a video like that because it was a good kind of like reminder to like keep you in the loop of things. Like, I feel like in school. At least I felt a lot more in the loop with these things because I was like in it and, you know, you're doing research and product research and coming up with new ideas. So you're always online looking for inspiration. So you're seeing new things. And now, like a lot of the stuff I see is like stuff that's already, you know, based on algorithms like suggested for me. So it's like styles I like, but I'm not necessarily like seeing kind of just like that generic like, okay, this is the design things that are like people are looking at. Like it's I a only bit of an echo chamber. Yeah, like I only found out like um when I watched that video and someone said, Oh, everything's teenage engineering. And I was like, What's that? I looked it up and I was like, I'd seen some of their stuff before, but I was like, Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah. So I, I see who it is now. Yeah. yeah. But and um, again, like I'd I've been aware of their stuff. Yeah, you've probably seen their stuff, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, realizing it. Exactly. And you've probably seen Which stuff that like crazy people have copied them or things yes. that they've, you know borrowed things for i mean ultimately seems like everything just goes back to the man himself Dieter Roms. Dieter Roms. but yeah it really does i found a clock we were talking a while ago about a brawn clock yeah that my grandparents used to have and i was able to, i was able to find it oh sick um on the website and so might treat myself to it at some mm. point and uh charge the go to the go to the extent where i keep my phone out of the bedroom and i just haven't like become an alarm clock guy right wow that's a big Which that's a big move that's a big step step wow step um so that's the that's the, the phase that i'm at in my wow. life right now wow. becoming an alarm clock guy that's a big step but it's it's got that it's got the yellow the that orange color yeah. in it yeah a little hand that glows in the dark yeah he went with a little bit of a lighter orange, right? It's kind yeah, of like, like a yellow orange. Kind of like a golden yellow, I would yeah. say. Yeah. At least in the physical 
stuff. Like I think that when Apple kind of bastardized the calculator, it's that orange becomes a bit darker. But yeah, it becomes nice more wall central. clocks too that look brawn. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had a wall. I haven't had a clock in my room, any room, whether it was at Humber, like in residence at mm-hmm. Woodlot. I haven't had a clock in my bedroom since I was like twelve. <laughs> Cause I would just keep looking at the clock as I fall asleep and I'm like, fuck, fuck, yeah. I'm not falling asleep. I wasn't saying that at 12, but yeah. nowadays I would be saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I could become a clock guy. That'd be, now that I've got that Deuteron's book, I look through it and I look at all these products and I'm like, man, I would love that. That's so sick. You know, I was born in the wrong era. And then I'm like, let me look up and see if they still make it or see if like, you know, you can buy a used one or whatever. And then I see the price and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, Fucking right. It's crazy. like, it's like old school brawn, nicely designed items that have probably been, you know, maintained from when they're new. And now they're, you know, like one of the famous things I saw in the book is they have like a, it's like a brawn, like, full like uh hi-fi setup like a full like record player speaker setup but it's like a big wall mounted one you've probably seen it where it's like a big wall mounted one it's got all these knobs and buttons and then like the the player folds down you put the vinyl like it it just it's crazy right i knew it'd be expensive but i was like oh man can you buy these still like and i looked it up because i was curious once and it's like you can't buy they don't make them or don't sell them i think but you can like buy them used Mm -hmm. i've never seen this post one's like on reddit being like oh you know like how much do these go for usually and then someone was commenting like oh you know in good condition they could usually go for about like 30k and i'm like it's <laughs> oh. <laughs> like okay so, well, no i'll just keep looking at a picture of it instead um yeah be happy with it but i found that like one thing actually that was really successful with this past weekend is i've been toying with furniture for the apartment for a long time mm. like a year now and Justine and I have like been talking back and forth a bit and I've like, I've had a few sprints at starting the furniture design prospect right. project, but I've never been able to land on something I liked. And I've probably tried like maybe three, four times and given it, given it a couple days each. Um, and this past weekend I was thinking on the Saturday, I'm like, this is a day where I'm going to, by the end of the day, I'm going to have a design for the dining table. Mm. No matter what happens, I will have a design for the dining table. And within probably three hours of between sketching, grabbing some reference images, looking at materials, and then just doing some quick massing modeling in Google SketchUp, came up with the design. And very content with it. I haven't done the construction design of it, like how all the pieces of the table are going to come together. But we we settled on it, and it's fucking great. And I love it, and it's going to be perfect. I just got to do a coffee table to match, and we're off to the races. Bob's your uncle. That's uh, sick. So it likely, I don't think it'll be done. Like we haven't even bought wood yet, but we might, next time we go to Aurora, we might go out to a wood shop thing um and so maybe hopefully by my birthday the table's done it's it'll be a couple months for sure but i mean i don't know 
it, it could be as soon as when I get back from Australia. Like it could be as soon as the middle of June. Sick. That'd be really cool. But one, one thing that I quite liked about it, maybe this is what we, we finish off on is like, I like the contrast between light color wood and a dark color wood. Yes. And we're, we're, we're sure that we want to use walnut for the majority of the build, like the tabletop and the legs mm-hmm. will be walnut. Walnut or a, um, another dark wood of some kind, like a burnt maple, mm. maybe like a roasted maple. And it's half the price of walnut. You still yeah. get nice grain. Um, Cause we thought, Oh, we could do white Oak and just stain it. But white Oak costs the, the fucking same as walnut right now. Right. Oh, wow. Um, which is a bit frustrating, but that's okay. Neither here nor there. So we got that figured out. And one thing that I've, I liked, I kind of, I started to come across it more when I was in Finland and a bit in Amsterdam, but is this idea of like large timber, large timbers in small furniture. So you have this large support piece that is, it might be like the support underneath a a thin bench. Mm -hmm. So the bench itself might be really thin, maybe half inch, but you've got this large like six by six underneath it that is carrying a, the bulk of the support, but also then kind of the legs kind of fit around it. And I just liked the visual of this large dimensional timber underneath. Um, and so we're doing that on the bottom. The legs are this, it's basically a square frame at each end. And then it's going to have a, a, like a sharp edge on the outside, but then a soft rounded fillet all the way on the inside mm. with curved corners. So it'll be a, a lot of nice, like contrast with light as it moves or as, as the light moves, the table's not moving. Um, but then just so we don't get a table that does this and decides to rack back and forth, I'm going to take a, and this is where like, I'm going to splurge a bit and do like a lighter color, lighter colored wood, but thinking like zebra wood or something as an example yep. and do like a four by four or something like that. Something proportional that goes all the way across spanning both legs and is pinned in with a dowel even a brass dowel on each end or an aluminum dowel um and so it's all going to be knocked down so that nothing is it's not this giant fucking huge thing we have to carry around we can flat pack it to move if we ever need to again um but yeah have this nice like exotic timber at the bottom that's connecting these two legs and supporting everything so pretty stoked on that Mm, it's gonna be that's exciting and round the corners of it so i like to prop my feet up in in the middle of a table so you can rest your feet on this large timber it's gonna be rounded and cut i think it's gonna be pretty soft off the edge yeah man now you have my brain thinking about table ideas right that'd be cool it's a strangely and captivating uh facet of design i'd love to do like a cool table where underneath maybe it wouldn't be a table where you can like stretch your legs under i guess but a table with like shelving underneath for you know coffee table books oh so you can like like a storage for your rotation you know so you have some on the top of the on the thing and then you can like put them back under and rotate them and store them i'd like to have a coffee table that 
can hold and hide coffee table books. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's yeah, the goal. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly goal. what I'm thinking. I think that'd be really cool. I've got like a rough model for a coffee table at the moment, but it's nothing it's nothing that I'm set on yet, so it needs a bit of tweaking. Mm. But t- I haven't yet taken like displaying books into account yet, so that's something else to consider. I did that see I we'll uh, a video of this girl, and she had in her apartment. She made like a, a bent sheet metal side table a oh, shelf yeah. thing, and it was just kind of like, uh, just took like a piece of sheet metal, just bent it. And it was like, you know, vertical and then it like went over horizontally. And then when it came down, it came down at like a. And it was basically like a U shape, right? Upside down U. But then on the one end, the extra metal like was bent back up at an angle. And so like it was a table, you put stuff on top, but then that little angle sticking out on the side, you could put like books in that end and it would like oh, hold them. Oh, shit. And it was just a piece of sheet metal. I was like, oh my God, I know me and my dad could make that in like 30 seconds. You have a sheet metal press at your dad's? Or does your dad have access to uh, a sheet metal press? Yeah, he does. If not, though, I mean, even this girl like with, did it with clamps in a living room. Oh, did she? Yeah, because oh, it wasn't like thick sheet metal. I mean, like, you know, especially if you've got aluminum or even like stainless, you could just, it wouldn't be hard to bend. Yeah, that's true. Um. Something like that. I just like the idea of metal as well and like things like that. I'd like like a, a metal insert into a table. Oh, yeah. That'd be sick. You know, like something I can lift up and take out if I need to. If mm. it's got like, I don't know, shit in it or not shit, yeah. but if it's got crap <laughs> yeah. in it that I need to dump out, like, yeah. it gets dusty. I want to be able to dump it out. Right. Yeah. Um, especially if we're doing walnut, it's probably going to be like a black powder coated metal. Right. Oh, so, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just a simple little tray. Yeah, that'd be sick. Fuck. Good ass idea. Living planter inside the coffee table too. Shit. Oh, genius idea. I did really Fuck. quick so I can keep <laughs> dragging this on. Uh Matt showed me a video of this of this uh of these people that make these custom uh gaming tables that you can buy. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And um for like you know anything from like monopoly to D D to a tabletop game whatever kind right or just cards or dominoes and like it was a table where at the top in the middle you can like lift off and then it's like a sunken like felt lined you know almost like a pool table right where you can like Very put everything inside just like recess down a little bit like inset just a little bit so nothing falls off table and then on the sides you can have like there's like uh add-on modular pieces like one you can hook on and it's like a felt lined box for like throwing the dice into so it doesn't go everywhere or ones for that are like cup holder that like clip on the table so when you're with your buddies you can have like a couple stuff like that but the idea was like that i really liked was the idea of like attachments yeah so when you said like you know like a planter built in or like attached to it or like a way to attach something that holds more books or something like that there's got to be some really sick opportunities there Damn, now my brain's rolling. I know, now mine's going too. <laughs> Saturday's going to be a fun day. Start designing some tables. Design some tables. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be That's sick. it's going to be a good time. That's exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it as well. Oh yes, we we will be having many a dinner at this table. 
Sick. Sick, Very sick. Excited. It's going to be rewarding. If it is. Yeah, it's going to be really rewarding. Document that process to take yeah. some pictures, turn it into a portfolio piece. Sick. Furniture design. And uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Thanks for sticking out for a long one with us. Um, if you have any questions, send us an email to hide out the process podcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, www.bigdesigncompany.com and hi at bigdesigncompany.com is the email address. Um, you can find Zach and I's information in the show notes down below. Uh, Zach Watson. Yes, sir. What is our Instagram? The process underscore underscore podcast. Super. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening. We will see you next Tuesday or Wednesday. Peace. The process.